0: Metal Cough! Hey, me, Here we go, John. Weekend, Memorial Day weekend podcast, and an AM, an AM YouTube stream recording this on Thursday. We'll see if we got the same juice, John, this close to sunrise. Well, we're
1: going to find out if the people uh, are out and about on in the internet stream. And the streets. True. You
0: know, you never know. Uh, holiday weekend, we are combining... We are combining the uh, the end-of-the-week podcast today, our normal Thursday pod, plus the mailbag, all-in-one tight little package for your holiday weekend, whatever you're up to. Uh, hopefully, you consume this. Yes. we. Uh, so, what do we have?
1: We need you to leave a review for That's the right. weekly mailbag, on mm-hmm. Apple iTunes. People are like, I I listen on Stitcher? Like, yeah, I don't know how to do that. Just Apple iTunes is where we leave the reviews. We're live on YouTube. We're also there. So go check that out. Hey, we Middlecoff, cough, YouTube.
0: And uh, am I missing anything? Uh, no, those are the basics. Those are the basics. Yeah. If you're on the YouTube, get the podcast. If you're on the podcast, get the YouTube um, in either event. Share it with your friends. We always appreciate that. And um, yeah, word of mouth. Word of yeah. mouth. Spread <laughs> it around. <laughs> word of mouth, baby. Word of mouth, so yeah, a lot, and uh, we'll get we'll get you know next mailbag next week. We'll be back on a Friday, so you can get those uh, get those mailbag questions in for that. And yeah, I think that's it. I hope everybody has a good Memorial Day <laughs> yeah. weekend. Start rocking and rolling, baby. <laughs> it's like you know we. I don't even know if this counts. It, you know, you, everyone's been working from home or not working or whatever the case is. A holiday? Like do people just have it off? Is it just a normal day? It does feel like we're kinda of getting back to like it's a it's a holiday. Like, like I think the diff- I
1: think the difference is people can go places. Right. You know, even in California, you know, stuff is open. Right. But I mean the other states I mean, I mean the two our two neighboring states, Nevada and Arizona, are wide open, no mass. I mean it's just completely normal. We will be you know, I guess they just picked the a date, I mean, obviously June fifteenth, just randomly, but that's we'll be full go,
0: right? Yeah. That's a big part of it. Yeah, I yeah. saw. Were you telling me this, or was were you telling me that millennials are buying airplane tickets like crazy right now? Yeah, I saw it yesterday. I can see that. <laughs> I can see it too. Plus, you got you know, like I have, like probably a lot of people. If you booked a trip at a certain point last year, I've got like seven hundred dollars credit on United from a trip that got canceled, and I just got two years to use that money. Right, just sit, they don't they don't refund it to you. They just leave it there, so it makes it feel like it's bonus money, even though it's your money. They have just yeah. been holding it interest free for the last year uh so you know people got that that probably they've been holding on to you feels like a free trip which it yeah is.
1: you're giving them loans the government's giving them loans they gotta
0: survive I know. <laughs> you
1: know, I know. they, they got us i i have that happen with uh, i double booked a flight i got 200 on delta just sitting there as well yeah
0: it's like well I'll, i'm hoping you can just go ahead and transfer that bad boy back from where it came from They're like that was rock, rock and roll baby podcast brought to you by and the videos brought to you by our friends at wineaccess.com slash ham what pops some bottles this weekend wineaccess.com slash ham gets you 20% off some of the best wines in the world in the world
1: here's what we need to do we need to go to wineaccess.com slash ham we need to order a bunch of wine and send them to people friends parents your wife doesn't know what's coming your girlfriend your brother long lost friends you name it there's no better gift than just opening your door and seeing several bottles of wine you can get high-end bottles you can get cheaper bottles that are still nice because they only allow nice bottles on their website. Wineaccess.com slash ham. 20% off, guy. That uh, Talk about a haircut. <laughs> that's, that's a good deal. It is a good deal. Wineaccess.com slash
0: ham. Yeah, it's the place to discover exclusive hard-to-find wines that deliver on price, like John said, at any price point. Only one of 18 bottles makes it. They taste over 20,000 bottles a year. It's got to be unanimously approved by the sommeliers and wine experts at the site. And uh, you're going to get a a, a guarantee. A guarantee. If for some crazy reason you don't like the bottle that you got, they'll replace the bottle. That's how confident they are. Send it to friends. Send it to yourself. Wineaccess.com slash ham. I mean, you can so easily... You can send somebody... You think about the eye popping amazement they are going to have when a box shows up. They open up. There's like six bottles of wine, and you spent like a hundred bucks on it because you got free shipping and got the twenty percent off. I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, pe-
1: people have been drinking wine since what, what was that thing called the the Last Supper? That's a long time ago. People still drinking to this
0: day. Get on it right now. wineaccesscom am Have yourself a, a sippy sip. We appreciate the support. Or Bottles. Bottle bottles. bottles. Ynexus.com. How about this, by the way, to start the day, John? A little uh, little AM news. Uh, ESPN Diana tweets, The Atlanta Falcons have discussed several trade offers for Julio Jones, including an offer for a first-round pick, per sources. There's a sense around the league a trade could go down as early as ne- next week, which has kind of been the target, right, after June 1 for him an offer for a future first round pick not several first round pick offers but and uh you know it could have been that they're the ones that broached the first round pick but a first round pick has been discussed that that's the information you know the
1: thing with june one is you can just move the money back to 2022 like you can just allocate money for future years that's all it is it's not like you get to cut money off you just get to push it Push the can down the road, and think we know, and stupid. we
0: know the cap's up another thirty in twenty twenty. Yeah, so
1: for them it definitely helps. But uh, I, I I laughed at some of the reaction that the I think Florio wrote that the Falcons were mad. I understand, right? They think that's hurting their value or whatever. But the NFL was mad. Like, give me a fucking break. There is no chance. I I can't see Goodell being
0: like, I can't get no chance. Well, to me, look, I, I can see they're mad. You're talking about the Shannon thing. I can see they're mad in that it's just not the way to do. It's not the way you do business, right? If Julio doesn't know, you don't put them on speakerphone off the air just around other people, right? Like, that's the funny one to me, like. I would not put somebody on, even if I was not on television, I wouldn't put somebody on speakerphone around other people and ask them compromising questions so the other people could hear without telling. It's the first thing you say, hey man, you're on speaker. And say, And then someone's like, oh, you're on speaker with Jimmy but, but, in the car. Like, but, but, well, are Jimmy. We, but, but we're assuming that this wasn't an orchestrated well, yes, deal. But. Yeah, well, what I'm saying is, uh, if it's not orchestrated, then they absolutely should be mad about it. It doesn't mean they don't also like that it happened. Mad's not the right word. Roger Goodell, if if Julio didn't know, Roger would say, that's that's kind of, that's a bullshit move. Well, yeah, but Julio would have came out and said, I got screwed. Julio was a part of it. I, I, again, if Julio's a part of it, then none, then, then no one, the, the Falcons being mad is irrelevant. Like, none of it matters. I'm saying, even in the worst case scenario, where he didn't know, I agree with you that the NFL's not mad, because it's great for business, but it would be, I do think the NFL would be like, that's kind of bullshit, by Shannon. Well, I
1: agree. If, if, if Julio,
0: God. yeah, if Julio got hoodwinked by but the Fal- Shannon. But, but the Falcons losing leverage is like, who, who, who? Falcons, you don't. You the Falcons don't get to be mad about this unless they're mad on the basis of journalism. But they don't get to be mad from like a negotiating standpoint.
1: Guy, there. They, did you see the Atlanta Falcons tweeted earlier this week? Update on the Julio Jones situation, and it was a link to this story. It was like I, nothing makes me feel more uncomfortable than like. That's just, I, I don't website. even know what to feel. News? Is that what you're talking but about? But I just know that, like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, do you feel good when you're the social media guy? You're
0: talking about makes you uncomfortable with a team website
1: doing stuff. Yeah, but in a way that's hard for me to, like, verbalize. But I just know when I see, and I go, Oh You
0: know? It's just very weird. It's very... Yes, the team website has a really odd position of being owned by the team. But also just, you know, if the biggest story is Julio, then you... You want to, you know, do those numbers. So I understand where you're coming from on that. But ultimately, I'm with you. Like, this is great for the NFL. And I don't, the fact that he doesn't want to go to Dallas. Look, whether he said it publicly or not, everybody interested would know. The teams would know. His agent would tell him. The Falcons would know. The Cowboys would know. They don't lose any leverage here. My ultimate point, though, on
1: Julio and why I know the NFL is not mad, because if Julio and his camp would have been mad and thought they got screwed, because if they didn't know this cut was coming and it made them look bad, they would have the right to be very up in arms. It would have came out that his camp was furious. They clearly are not, because, I don't know, they were working with Shannon. So I I could see the Falcons, it's just a natural reaction. They want to control the situation, and they lost control. Yeah, But to me, the NFL, I don't even think noticed (laughs) Because one thing I read was, like, Fox got in trouble.
0: <laughs> right. Like, the NFL got on Fox. Yeah, I mean, look, they would, Shannon would say, like, no, Julio knew. If they're like, Shannon, what are you doing? He'd be like, Julio, no. <clears throat> yeah. That'd be the cool. end of it. Again, if Julio didn't know, then it's... Yeah, there's some responsibility from, like, producers and stuff to keep that from... But I don't I don't even care about that. I really no, don't. No, I know, but no, my, no, my point either. is, if Julio,
1: but if Julio hadn't known... Because that's some... I think there's some people that probably are on both sides... We just, it, I think it would have been a pretty big story over the last 48 hours that his camp was incensed, right? That he was. Kind well, of but see, I don't even think Julio if he is, didn't
0: know. He didn't say anything that. What he said only helps him anyway. It just accelerates. He just wants to. This was my point when it happened. Whether he knows or not, he just wants to get traded. This helps him get traded. I think part of the problem for Julio is that just this hard date. Like, it's not one of those
1: fluid situations. Like, will they trade him? Will they not trade him? Yeah. Like, Julio, there's a date that they just got to wait I know. (laughs) I I know. It's just that simple.
0: But as it relates to the Niners, I mean, again, multiple teams are not offering ones. And Julio does have some power over this thing. Not because he has a no trade. That's not that. But he could Mm. dictate to a team, I'm going to need an extension or I won't or whatever. But, you know, I do think, as we've been discussing if everyone's thinking about maybe we can get a deal on a player here, then probably no one's getting a deal because he's, most people just think he's a good player and it's going to be expensive to get him. He's not going to be a niner.
1: <laughs> that much is pretty clear. I think he's going to go for more than was expected, right? Either a first or maybe like a second and a three because it goes back to the Muhammad's a new thing. I mean, just the going rate for Julio is higher than people had hoped for. Right? Like, could you get him for a third because of the salary? No, it's like people just cut other people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, what well, about these teams don't have any room? Well, yeah, they'll get rid of their guard and their backup defensive end in about three days. That's why they're, they're the, going to be there. There could be some guys getting cut all around the league. Not even for Julio, June one.
0: That's where I also I mean, think if, it's interesting that like, you know, we haven't heard anything from Julio's camp about contract, which helps the Falcons. It helps the Falcons if you don't have to give Julio Jones a contract extension.
1: But this gets back to the way Julio does business. They're not; he's not some drama queen, right? No. That's just not his style. You know, he's not
0: clutch sports laying on the ground with his head out. But for don't you? Seven but it may not minutes. be him leaking. Like if you're just another team out there, enough teams have talked to the Falcons. You have to kind of have a sense before you trade for him. Is he going to need a contract extension?
1: Yeah, but but my point is, I I think even if that's the case, it does feel like just the Julio Jones brand. Like that, they, they, they do business a little Belichickian. Yeah it just like they're not going to get into this public match going back and forth. What in fairness to Julio, like I I understand like just telling Shannon to call him just cuz you you've had enough. You, no one wants to just be out there in the wind like just trade me, but even though the hard date exists. It's just a bizarre situation, right? Cuz of the money, cuz of their cap situation, cuz of how much money he makes on their books. I don't it's pretty complicated. Like this doesn't usually happen. A guy like this if he's going to get traded sm- just we, yeah. Wouldn't you just usually get traded like March 15th, right? When free agency started?
0: Yeah. And let there be a full bit. But I guess when you're this good, teams, like you said, will move things around for you, right? Even after they have a roster set. Yeah. Ideally, you do this on day one and then everything else falls into place behind the Julio Jones trade. But much like an Aaron Rodgers potential trade, people will make, will move things, will push players off their roster as fast as they can if they can. Facts. So. Somebody a few people are suggesting in the chat Julio, like all these Packers. How about all the Packers wide receivers that aren't showing up for Julio? I will just trade those guys. <laughs> I don't think that deal gets done. That's 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 three players, five last names for Julio Jones. <laughs> they got a lot of last names in that group. <laughs> uh, speaking of Rodgers, let's talk about Aaron for a second. Um, because there is this. This feeling between the OTAs. I think the thing I noticed, not just his singing, John, singing Taylor Swift breakup songs, which I got the breakdown on that. Apparently, it's like a great Gatsby theme song where Taylor's thinking about an ex, saying it would have been fun if you were the one, but it's all in the past. She's moved on, but she starts thinking about him and how much fun it would have been if it worked out. That's the song he's singing. And Miles Teller, the thing that I noticed, Miles Teller's wife's Instagram post, the, the caption said, it's fun trolling. Like, that's the part that stood out to me. He, this whole thing is a game to Aaron. It's why Aaron's not being specific. Because it's a game to him. He's making the Packers uncomfortable. He's making them squirm. And he's enjoying it. He's enjoying well, they, it. Well, they, they made him uncomfortable when they drafted the quarterback. Well, that's right? kind of the it, team's it, job, right? It, yeah, I mean, but Alex when says they should have called
1: him. I, I think when you're an elite player... Like, you usually don't... I mean, I. it is their job, but it's rare that a player gets the ability to get back. Like, I, yeah. I'm all for who has the power gets the power, but Aaron's good enough where he gets the juice back. I can't blame the, him for fucking with them. Like, right? to me, if it was Ron Wolfe or Ted Thompson, a guy that had been there his entire career, I don't know if he acts like this, but I think it just gets back... When you don't respect the person, and I, I think a relationship with the GM and the players probably for a guy that's relatively new... They probably just don't have one. <clears throat> it's fucked up if you do respect Matt LaFleur to do this, because I just puts him in a very, very tough spot. Right? It just it just does. Uh did you have a did you listen to uh Peter Schrager, flying coach? They had LaFleur and Robert Sala on the podcast. It's, I, I recommend it. It's a good listen. Wait, wait. Flying Coach, isn't that Steve Kerr and Pete Carroll's podcast? Well, that's that was last year. The new one is Peter Schrager, McVeigh hosting coaches. Gotcha. And their first show was LaFleur and Sala. And, you know, McVeigh's the star of the show. But one thing, like, you know, we know we're not going to touch the drama going on. Like, they, they refused to touch it. But one thing, like, he went above and beyond to kind of blow Aaron LaFleur. And it felt like a strategic thing to go on. But it's just, I, it's just a tough, I don't know what to do. I
0: mean, it's a tough spot for him. I can kind of feel bad for him. I know this. If, you know, his list was short. His list was, the list we thought existed draft day list, right? The Niners, the Raiders, the Broncos. Was there a fourth team? No. Um, and I think if the, the more teams feel like Aaron could get traded, the more quarterbacks that should be uncomfortable around the league outside of just Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, and even Derek Carr. I mean, I know, like, if I I think teams would start offering a lot, not just to the Packers, but to Aaron. If you're the Titans, let's say, do you offer Aaron the Roger Clemens? Like, hey, man, road games, you can fly home. We'll have a FedEx. You go to L.A., we'll have a FedEx uh, plane pick you up and bring you to Tennessee by Wednesday for practice. I just wonder if teams, if more teams than were on his list would really try and make a relationship work with him and try to convince him that, man, you don't have to be in Denver or Vegas to live the life that you want to live. Maybe he just wants to be close to Miles Teller's place in Maui. I don't know. But I just think that if this guy's really getting traded, John, is anybody who's... We could make a shorter list of teams not calling than teams that are calling. And not just the Packers. Trying to, in some way, get in touch with Aaron's agent. Because it'd be in the Packers' best interest to tell teams, yes, you can talk to Aaron's agent. The more teams that are involved, the better it is for Green Bay.
1: Yeah, you, you would just need him to capitulate to those demands. You would need capitulation. <laughs> and he is, you're right, he's definitely trolling, but he's definitely just a different guy, right? Like, I, I don't necessarily think, I don't, I, I don't even know. I, I Honestly, I'm kind of at a loss for what his end game is on this. Because it could just be as simple as he wants to fuck with them, he's going to drag him through the mud and ultimately show up. Uh, because nothing, it, it does not, they're not going to allow anything to happen until training camp. Right. You're just going to write it out right until he doesn't show for training camp because he's not going to show for mandatory OTAs. You
0: know, really, if you're them, you could you could just really let it play out. Like if he's not showing up for camp, if he's not showing up for week one, it's not ideal. Are your receivers showing up? You would think. But there's really unless you're getting Derek Carr, what are you really getting that you would need week one? Well, the the one thing that they're going to have a better idea because of practice this year, they get to see
1: Jordan Love now. Granted, throwing to me, you, and seven other guys, but like he does get to practice. So you do. Honestly, him not showing up to OTAs, you wouldn't have wanted him to show up to OTAs really anyway. Give Jordan Love all the reps. <clears throat> you would just want the wide receivers to get there. The moment the wide receivers don't show up, like they they have a legitimate problem on that. Mar- Marquez like Haberman, Middlecoff isn't showing up. Yeah. So just. What if they fall in love with Jordan Love? And this is where I think Aaron has some validity. Like, you guys will toss me to the curb. Now, Aaron, welcome to the NFL. All your teammates over the years have been tossed to the curb. But it's still, when it happens to you, we're all inherently selfish. Sure. It, we're not. You're you not going to
0: treat me like you've treated everybody else.
1: And he's right. Because, you know, in the history of sports, they don't fire players, a.k.a. the great players. Like, they always fire the coach or the GM first. And this is where it does
0: put the franchise in a precarious situation with them. Yeah. He does have Jews here. He does, but I do think they, they don't have zero leverage. Again, in that like if they like Jordan Love, they can more than call his bluff. If he doesn't show up, they can move they they don't have to trade him if he's not there week one, if they like Jordan Love enough. Because again, there's nothing real what are they getting back that helps them this year? Now, if they're getting a couple star defensive players or something like that, okay. But if they're just getting future picks, they could let it
1: ride. But to me, if you're him, like you can't allow a trade where the other team is giving
0: up more than sweet draft picks because you're going to a team trying to win. Like he's not trying like I But that's, that's where the it, Packers to me leverage comes in. Are the Packers trading him for fifty cents on a dollar when he's under contract? And is coming yeah, off the I mean, MVP? That's, that's right. I don't think such, I don't think like all the leverage in what, like it's kinda that's what kind of makes this one fascinating is I do no, think where his have where his leverage is,
1: without me, I don't think you're very good. And I know you're not trying to lose.
0: Right. You want me. Right. But if he's not going to play for them either way, then, you know, again, they unless they're getting something back that helps them right away, they can call us a bluff and start the season with Jordan Love if they love if they like Jordan Love. If there's nothing they can do to get him to play for them, what's their incentive not to make him take this thing all the way? If Sit he out. didn't show if he
1: wasn't there for week one, that would be one of the biggest NFL stories of the last couple decades.
0: Well, yeah, so do you agree, like, it's not what would be what is their biggest incentive to trade him before week one, that they could get something that helps them right now? That's their biggest incentive, and to just end this. Yeah, I mean, part of it, I I don't think
1: you can get too caught up on that. If you can get like three ones and two twos on like players now, right? I I, I think you would do it more for picks than players, because if you're him, you do not allow a trade with a like. The the Broncos trade Bradley Chubb like it doesn't make any you know it's always the thing with like NBA players well I don't just swap a bunch of first rounders right. I want to go play with that guy it's where this situation is really it's where I I mean I'm not the biggest Matt Lafleur guy though he's kind of earned my respect he's won some
0: games he, he's in a tough situation really is but it, it, you know this is the unknown element here is is Jordan Love good enough to play because yeah. if he is if Jordan Love rolls out looks good week one. And Aaron Rodgers is, you know. Was that a puberty slip? I thought I, puberty slip slash like. Make it a point! <laughs> yeah, no.
1: It happens, you know.
0: <laughs> it happens. It definitely happens. All right, John, before we get to some mailbag stuff, let's tell the people about Netsuite.com slash ham. Netsuite.com slash ham. Stop running QuickBooks and running in Quicksand. The bigger your company grows, the faster you sink with outdated software that just can't keep up. Net, uh, Netsuite. N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash ham. Yep, NetSuite helps you automate your key business processes
1: and close your books in a fraction of the time. Think days, not weeks. In fact, 93% of surveyed organizations increase visibility and control over their businesses since making the switch from QuickBooks to NetSuite. Doesn't get any better, guy. Right now, NetSuite is offering a -a
0: one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to graduate from QuickBooks. That's NetSuite by Oracle, one-of-a-kind financing program for those ready to graduate. Like John said, netsuite.com slash ham. I started to jump ahead to the $75 credit you get when you sponsor your job at indeed.com slash ham. Indeed.com slash ham. Here's the key, guy. We're all trying to make hires. We're all trying to help
1: our business out by hiring the right people. It's tough. It's hard to find good people. Ask GMs. What Ron Wolfe said? If you hit 50%, you're in the Hall of Fame. I think he said 333.
0: I think he said 330.
1: You don't even need it for 333. Hiring's no different. I ain't you're, working
0: at uh, your office.
1: No. You, you need to have a better percentage. And Indeed makes connecting with the right people, hiring talent, fast and easy. That's the key. You can choose from 130 skill sets so you can find exactly what you're looking for, run some queries, and add uh, requirements. You only pay for applications that meet them. So you can really just
0: hone down exactly what you're looking for. How do you beat that? Yeah, it really it's a great point. We call, we, we talk so much about GMs, hold them to such a high standard, talk about how hard their job is. But success is one out of three hit. If you're hiring at a company, one out of three of your employees being good employees is not a good rate. You got of business. No, with Indeed Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates as soon as they sponsor their job post. Okay, according to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. 73% of all online job seekers in the US use Indeed each month. Get started right Do now. It. Free $75 yep. sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com/ham. Get
1: $75 credit at indeed.com slash ham. Indeed.com slash ham. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions? Apply. All right. Um time for did the mail. The, did, you, did you see the ominous quote from uh Tiger? No. Today? Yeah. I, I saw a golf digest, I think, uh tweeted it out. It just
0: I don't think it looks great. Is it this it says, quote? My uh, physical therapy has been keeping me busy. I do routines every day and I'm focused on my number one goal, walking on my own. I understand more of the rehab processes because of my
1: past injuries, but this was just more painful than anything I have ever experienced.
0: Like He's I, talking
1: about the the
0: rehab is more painful yeah, than it, any other.
1: And he had debilitating back injuries. This has been an entirely different animal. Like I just said, the entire... the uh rehab process of the past injuries but this was more painful than anything I've experienced my physical therapy has been keeping me busy I do my routines every day and I focus on my number one goal walking on my own taking it one step at a time literally you could argue like people are like he's gonna win again if he is ever physically able to play in a PJ Tour event again that's an incredible accomplishment For walking four days obviously in the practice leading up what he'd have to do to get ready kind of scary stuff Obviously, it was with this accident, but I think we all hope for the best. And, you know, I, I, I guess I'm just bracing. Like, he, he'll he never, at least in the foreseeable future, like announce, I'm retired. But it might be like, maybe
0: we never see him compete again. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've I've seen enough guys counted out come at the Alex Smith thing. Uh, but you have to be, I, I'm not predicting that we wouldn't see him compete again. That's the beauty of golf is you, he does have time right but i i would not bet against him i'll say that but i'm prepared for that you have to be prepared for that
1: yeah sad deal uh man
0: T- tough motherfucker though it's hard to keep him out okay mailbag time here's what you do you go to iTunes, you leave us a review. In that review, you leave a mailbag question. I'll actually, since we got some people jumping on in the AM with us on YouTube, I'll start the mailbag real quick with this question from YouTube, John, from Q Crew. Would you rather be the world's best bowler or the world's best breakdancer? I got to tell you, I don't use... I wouldn't use either of those skills very frequently. I haven't bowled in, I don't know, how long? Um, i probably take breakdancing, though. Without question. I...
1: Listen, if you like bowling, I'm sorry. I don't mean this as a slight. I hate bowling. I despise it. I uh, I can't stand it.
0: You can make so much more money as the world's best breakdancer, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, you could get on cruise, you know, touring, and you could just do different things. Maybe you could just, like, go to uh, concerts with uh, famous artists, be behind them on stage. feel like you're kind of capped. I mean, the greatest moment in bowling history is the one guy that always goes viral. That thing Pete Weber, like a decade ago. Yeah, it's like...
0: (laughs) I'm the greatest! Pete. Bow to me! You got a strike. Good job, buddy. What was the one that happened a few months ago that Rob Stone went nuts on? Was it like a 1-8 split or something? Never happened before. Remember that one? I didn't see that one. It was like the ends of the two pins. I, I, I,
1: I, I will click on a lot of content. Right, there's sports content gets me to click. Usually, uh... Instagram, limited clothing gets me to click. I mean, there's there's some basic things with with men that can get me to click. Bowling is an immediate swipe by. Okay. Pete Weber, I, I do enjoy the Pete Weber viral. That's, I'll give him that. that Here we that's, go. That's an enjoyable content.
0: Time to dive into the mailbag, John. First up from Jiffy Park. Jeff Wilson out four to six months. Is it all happening all over again? Love the pod. Keep dr- grinding. JL or J.I.? Jiffy Park. Um. yeah, good news, very deep running back room. My first thought was that, when I saw the Jeff Wilson injury, was alright, Niners are okay, plenty of running backs. This person, Jiffy Park, comes at it from a uh, more historically scarred position, which is uh, last year there was the most injured team in the league. Is this about to happen again? Well, Bad- he got hurt last year, didn't he? Remember he had
1: a high ankle sprain on a touchdown, and now he did Provide seven, 11 touchdowns the last two years. It's not nothing. He had seven and 12 games last year, right? And he he had four the Super Bowl year. So, I mean, the guy has produced, but like not for long. He, they drafted two running backs. And it's, I like the guy. He's actually much better than you can't ask for much more on an undrafted free agent, but nature of the position. God,
0: Kyle goes through some running backs. The Shanahan's just fly through those things. I, I know and I said it before John, I don't think it's accidental. Now, look, Jeff Wilson was not hurt like in a game. He was hurt weightlifting unfortunately, knee injury. But um I I there's something about the way Kyle keeps them fresh, that gets them to run extra hard, which always feels to me like it subjects them to the potential of injury cuz they all run so hard. I put Debo in this camp, too. Like, you know, I've said this a million times. The less, the more balls Debo can catch that have been thrown through the air and not pushed to him on a sweep or a screen, the better off he is. Because it's just a, it's a collision sport for everybody. For Shanahan's running backs, it is, it feels like the highest collision sport. Why? Well, obviously,
1: I'd say interceptions and poor Jimmy passes, drive Kyle nuts, dance around in the hole or not hit a hole hard. Feels like Kyle loses it. The running game, for as much as the passing game is his baby, I wouldn't say the passing game is Kyle' baby. Like a play in the passing game, like a, a play that he's dialed up, just a route against the defense. But I think the running game. When I think Shanahan's, obviously, I mean this isn't this is what everyone thinks. He's a run first, but Mike coached in a running era. What's unique about Kyle? and really all of his minions, right? McVay, the uh, the Packers have ran the ball well since LaFleur have got there. Arthur Smith, while he's not a Kyle guy, they, he runs the ball a lot. Like the young crew of the coaches that run, Stefanski, that run the zone offense, they
0: love to run the ball. Andy's like, what are you guys doing? Pass. <laughs> so they're like, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> Pass. You got my homes, Andy. Chill out, all right? Andy's like, I'll go special. <laughs> Kyle's like, uh, goal line, goal line, Kyle. It's third and forty from your own fifteen in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, I mean there's, which is part of why you need volume of guys, but um, you know, I it's why it made it really easy when we watched some of the Elijah Mitchell highlights from college. He looks like when you just watch his highlights, he looks like a Shanahan guy because he just bam explodes for eight yards. Um, and obviously, Trey Sermon, I think fits. So you know, if 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 you ha- you wouldn't pick injuries at any position, I do think at this position they can sustain it right now, but it is just a reminder of you know what happened last year, and and you hope this is an outlier. Guys get hurt. I mean, it's football they, for sure. But Even th- if this you're is the healthiest why, team in the league, you're gonna have some guys go down. But this is why, like, I'll tell you, one position they can't have this happen is receiver. Yeah. Yeah, we can't have four to six months with Debo Samuel. That'd be a problem. Uh, Next up, John, from the mailbag. Has Phil Mickelson started the TB12 treatment? Phil and Tom can definitely relate to each other. Cali kids competing long after their peers, outworking everyone in the process. If you could choose which athletes who are past their prime would go on to return to similar greatness. Athletes currently past their prime. So guys maybe still in the league, return to similar greatness. Um, You know, can we get Lincecum back? But I don't know if he counts. He's not really... He wasn't. He didn't age out of the sport. His body just kind of gave out on him. Um, I, I, I mean, I think one guy. Now we
1: just mentioned him. He had a car accident, but I, I would imagine that Tiger did not approach in a weird way because he was a physical fitness freak. But I think he was doing it in the wrong way. And, and I mean, guys around him admitted, like Tiger, you can't train that hard. Tiger, you can't do. You're, that's you're doing yourself a disservice, right? And I think the difference between TB12 and even Phil, the one thing that's really come into light, I'd say, in athletics is, is under, you know, stretching and giving your body recovery, right? That, that's become a huge kind of uh, in vogue thing over, what do you say, the last decade? Yeah. When we were growing up, it was like, lift, 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 eat, lift, lift. It's like, Jesus. Now just, just sleep.
0: Sleep's a big thing. S- s- stretch stretch phil is extremely flexible yeah i
1: i think i heard bones was on the no Land up podcast he was pretty good he said the, he said phil one thing his swing he's flexible but like freddie couples it's really long but unlike Fre- freddie swings soft and nice and smooth phil swings hard he it's does just, it, he's just like it's a swing that he's not gonna have many injuries tiger was much more you know just dramatic and just, I, I don't even know the right, what's the word? Violent. For. Yeah, very, very violent. Phil's is quick, but it's very just all one motion. It never feels like he gets stuck. Tiger, you know, some even when he'd spray it sometimes, it was just like, whoa. Yeah. And you see that with a lot of golfers. Football. I mean, I think you see it with Roger's body running around with Miles Teller with his shirt off. Like,
0: he's a guy that's probably going to age pretty well. Yeah, he looks like it. You Watch him move, it looks he looks just as fluid as he ever did when you just watch him move on the field. Uh, Breeze, Ma- Ma- I'd say
1: Breeze is young, but Ma- Mahomes is a guy. I guess this doesn't fit in this, but I can see Mahomes having a
0: long career as long as he doesn't have any significant injuries, right? His body seems like it's built to last as long as nothing unexpected happens. Breeze like would will- be the guy I would pick for this. I would I, I could have signed up for three like prime breeze, not prime breeze, but, you know, better than the last couple of years of breeze for like three more years would have been good. He didn't go 40. Well, I know. But, you know, if he I, could be 44, I, I, that I, would have been
1: I, ideal. My pushback would be I think it's hard for average arm guys to <laughs>
0: maintain it longer. Yeah, I'm just that's what I'm saying. I want him to maintain his average arm. His arm went below average at the end. Yeah. Kershaw. Kershaw would be one. He's still humming though, isn't he? Yeah, he's good. But I want like prime Kershaw. I would like that a few more years, but he's still going strong. Yeah. Next up in the mailbag. Jesus. (laughs) Holy hell. We do these double spaced. Um, Been listening to you guys for a couple of years. Love the pod. Born and raised in Sac. Graduated uh, high school around your time. Went to Jesuit. Oh, Mm -hmm. another. This is another. uh...
1: 916.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You guys talk a lot about the importance of the Niners maximizing their window with Trey Lance on his rookie deal. While I completely agree that's the ideal scenario like we've seen with Mahomes and Russ, it seems like you think the Niners should move on from Jimmy as quickly as possible to get the benefits of that. As Middlecoff would say, my pushback would be that if Jimmy is still the starter at the end of the year and potentially leading the next year, it means one of two things. One, Trey isn't ready, which basically means a disaster and having Jimmy is a blessing. Or two, Jimmy is playing at a really high level and they either went to the NFC Championship game, Super Bowl, or won the entire thing. I guess my point is, if the latter is true, particularly if they win the Super Bowl, who cares if they aren't maximizing the rookie talent since winning is the whole point. Thoughts? I just think we we, we talk about stuff sometimes in extreme scenarios. Like, if you could just get him to be Mahomes, well, what happens if Jimmy wins the Super Bowl? If Jimmy wins the Super Bowl, we'll deal with that problem later. Right. In all likelihood, that's just if we play the odds, that's not the scenario we'll be dealing with at the end of February. But if it is, then you'll figure that one out later. That's my they would
1: they would sign up one. They would have gladly traded three first round picks and a third round pick for Trey Lance, knowing that they were going to win the Super Bowl this year with Jimmy Garoppolo without Trey Lance doing anything. with Trey Lance is sitting on the sideline. Right. Just like Andy would have gladly traded for Patrick Mahomes if Alex Smith would have won the Super Bowl. Like, that's the goal. Like, the team is going in trying to win the Super Bowl. So, I'm with you. But, I think I saw Sam Munson, the PFF guy, one of their headlines within the last month was like, every game that you do not get Trey Lance in there is doing the disservice for the contract and the rookie, just the whole situation. And I, I am a believer in... In modern-day football, I think it was much more difficult to transition. But in this modern day of just getting the guy in there as quickly as possible. Now, this is – it'd be so much easier. Like, I, I would have zero – like, to me, if an Andy Dalton, a Hoyer type, like, th- they had any player like that, I I, I couldn't stand for it personally. <laughs> like, I, I would be the loudest guy. Like, it's an embarrassment in that moment. Like, if, I, if we were doing the Bears – Sure. If you and I talked about the Bears a lot, every snap that Andy Dalton took – uh i I mean i would i would lose it but i i I do understand this so i we just got to go into it now i'm open-minded with every game with every snap that jimmy plays like there is no but i i get starting him week one and and i mean even like the little clip that we threw up we did a video yesterday of just their backdrop assuming it was the same play opposite directions like a five yard out Jimmy was just faster. His feet are quicker. Like, he's, I know, he's quicker. been in the league freaking eight, nine years, right? Yeah. He's
0: like, well, I've studied for Tom. I've studied for Kyle. Like, welcome to welcome to the big leagues, Trey. Right. I do understand the basic point of the question, which is, first and foremost, let's talk about winning before we talk about maximizing contract value in year two. I understand that. But that's what they're doing, so I can't get on them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, this is from Dominic Frank. Full name on the internet. Been listening since the 95-7 days. Best sports pod, period. Question for the pod. Would you pay for a LeBron versus Curry one-on-one pay-per-view? Who do you think would win? How can two guys who grew up in the 90s like all this three-point shooting? I'm about the same age, and I can't stand it. The way LeBron plays is a million times better uh, than watching the way— I like the way LeBron plays a million times better than Curry. Keep the content rolling. Dominic B. So I guess Dominic Frank, not his real full name. Dominic B., one letter last name. Doesn't get full credit for that. I would pay for the one-on-one, John. I would pay for the Curry-LeBron one-on-one if they were both really trying. Because I used to think that LeBron would win this no problem physically. the think is, LeBron sometimes settles. LeBron would want to take some deep shots, have put a little spice on it. I don't give Steph no chance like I think most people would in this one-on-one. Well if we did a pay per view and the winner gets eighty percent of the proceeds, right? So there was
1: like incentive to win. Yeah. Not that they both get five million dollars or something. So like hell, winner take all. A little Phil Tiger, like one guy gets it all. So everyone is both guys are all in. I'd probably illegally stream it, but I I do think it would be tough for Steph to win. Now, I do think I LeBron you know, showing some signs, right, of 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 just of being a human. Guy, the other underrated part about, dude, did you watch the Lakers-Suns game? LeBron's hits fade away like Kobe Jordan shots now. His jump I shot, know. five years ago, I would have said it'd be tough because he's not like a elite shooter. I find LeBron, and maybe just statistically, if we just did some breakdown of the numbers, I feel like in a game, when he's got two guys on him and he's 17 feet away from the basket and he fades away, it hits nothing but the bottom of the net. I'm not, I, I hate LeBron now. I do respect the shit out of him as an athlete and his drive, and clearly, like, you don't improve that much at shooting without... Can you imagine how much time he's put in on his jump shot over the last, like, just the last decade, but definitely just the last five years to maintain, sustain, and improve it? It's... If he if he stopped tweeting like, Westbrook got hit by a hammer last night when some popcorn fell on his head, I, I might like him more.
0: And flopping. Uh, flopping is a violent thing. Like, it's you putting yourself at risk. I do... N- Look, here's the thing about, oh, go ahead, before I get to the number Did you see the, someone, I'm trying to think of the second thing.
1: They did three things. One was Pilar hit in the face, 95 mile an hour fastball, 36 seconds on the ground up. Another guy was like 50 seconds. It was a very violent, might have been a hockey player. And then LeBron was, you know, three minutes. LeBron got up
0: and came back down after the fight. That one was great. The, the the shoulder one where he gets up then he runs to where the fight was after it dissipates and and like or i don't maybe he didn't go back down but he just was like doing the doing the thing um number three what do you mean how steph is steph is art i don't know i i, I here's the thing about steph doesn't get enough credit i mean he's an maybe he does get enough credit he's an incredible i mean a world class all time great finisher so steph is not just three steph is Some of these shots, when you watch Steph, in the same way you're talking about watching LeBron hit threes, when you watch Steph, you can almost, you can picture his off-season work. Because you see shots that only somebody who worked on it a lot could pull off, push shots from the free throw line. I mean, just, he does stuff, you know he's practiced a million times just so he could pull it out once in an NBA game. You can see all of the work that he's done to improve, To me, when he's inside of the three point arc, not just when he's outside of it, that's when you see the development of Steph because he's he's an incredible finisher. And he makes other guys try, you know, like you're kind of caught in between and the defenders coming out. So you try to get rid of the ball before you get to the rim. Steph makes that shot. Other guys, it feels like shoot 30 percent on that shot. Kind of a high arcing bank from probably like eight feet away. Steph nails it. So I Steph is so much more than a three point shooter.
1: I'm a sucker for ninety NBA, and I rooted against them because I liked the Bulls. But I appreciate it. I liked Reggie Miller the way he played. Oh I'm a God, sucker I hated for Reggie so much. I'm a sucker for when Steph's off the ball and playing like Reggie. I, running back. So you and were and Pacers over Knicks. Screens.
0: You rooted for the Pacers over the Knicks in those. I,
1: I mean, I was just. I didn't necessarily I was just I liked them all. I no. just loved the games. I was just a sucker for it all. Like, that rivalry the,
0: I was always. Those were the NFL Knicks. games. I loved the Knicks and John Starks, and I hated the Pacers and I hated Reggie. I like Reggie now, I, but I think I like the Pacers more than the Knicks. Let's tell the people about True Truniogen. com slash ham. That's T R U N I A G-E-N. True Niogen fuels the body's energy engines, maintains cellular metabolism and even supports heart health. TrueNiagen.com slash ham. Get you 10% off your first purchase. With 11 published human clinical studies and backed by Nobel Prize winners, TrueNiagen is a supplement that's clinically proven to boost NAD levels and... An essential coenzyme required for cellular energy and repair. Helps muscle recovery after a workout. Gives you some zest, vitality. Right now, new customers save 10% on their first purchase at trueniagen.com slash ham. TrueNiogen.com slash ham. 10% off your first purchase. trueniagen.com slash ham. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Next up, mailbag IEAAB. Let me get straight to my question. Many NFL insiders and experts receive information they report from sources who are part of an organization and team that they're reporting on. We have seen many instances where these reports have been inaccurate. So, do you think teams are incentivizing employees, aka the sources, to feed false information to insiders to the benefit of the team?
1: Incentivize? I I don't know if that would be the right term. I, I definitely parking think spot they, of the month for the
0: for the best plant.
1: Yeah. I, I think they do it on purpose, but I, yeah. I would imagine a lot of teams, there's one or two main voices that do all the pushing. Like, you don't want seven guys pushing. Now, they go rogue, like the offensive line coach, if he's tight with a rap sheet or something, might be pissed off, but th- the information that the
0: team wants out should just be your coach and your general or, manager yeah, pushing. Yeah, or maybe the owner. Agreed okay. there. Uh, this mailbag question comes from full name on the internet. <laughs> which is not actually his full name or her full name, but it's a funny name, full name on the internet. I asked this question on the three and out, but John was on that Ease promo code ham and his reply made zero sense. So I'll try again. How differently in a tree light, and some typos here, someone else is on Ease, <laughs> how differently of a light do you view coaches who do well in both college mm-hmm. and the NFL, like Jimmy Johnson and Pete Carroll versus guys who only win at one level like Saban? I think Urban went to the NFL because he, while he won't touch Saban's college career, maybe he can have more success in the NFL and always have that over Saban thoughts. How much See, of yeah, a I different I, I don't so let's just start with the basic. Do you view guys in a different light, NFL and college success, like Jimmy Johnson or Pete, than just one or the other? I, I think Pete is miscategorized. Pete was an NFL
1: guy. Niner defensive coordinator, Jets Patriots head coach,
0: who went to
1: college because he
0: kind of didn't have to, other right? options. Yeah, yeah. Been most at, did you co- say Niners like, assistant? Sorry.
1: Yeah, Niners defensive coordinator, DB coach. He had to do that. Like in his perfect world, he just would have been the Niners head coach or whatever.
0: Right. 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 Gone to
1: Seattle right away. Like a lot of college coaches make the jump. We view like Urban Sabin as college coaches that went to the pros. He gets viewed like that because the way society works, we just forget what happened in the 90s. Well, yeah, I think it's also
0: just that he got famous at SC. That's where he became famous. That's where he
1: became enormous, for sure. Guy, he was the head coach of the Jets and the Patriots.
0: Well, yeah, but my point is like Saban, you know, we don't talk about Michigan State with Saban, even though it it just, he's gotten so much bigger since then. But he had success at Michigan State. We don't talk about LSU. But I'd even say Saban, like, were Urban,
1: even if we wanted to go on these type guys, like, when Jimmy Johnson made the jump, he had been a lifetime college coach. You know, even Saban was Bill Belichick's defensive coordinator for five years, right? I, I, I think there is, Nick has, had worked in the NFL, obviously Pete had worked in the NFL a long time, like, if Lincoln Riley ever makes the jump, Urban now making the jump, it's a clear line of, like, they've never done this. Matt Rule had just worked one year in the pros, but he had spent a year in the NFL. I think if you've never spent a year around NFL players, just around the NFL drama, that is a pretty big jump. E- even for Urban Meyer, you're already seeing it. Like they move an ETN to wide receiver, sign a Tebow, like he's doing some weird shit.
0: Yeah, I don't view those guys. I, to me, I, I I guess the I view the great, the dominant coaches in the same light. So like I view Saban and Belichick in the same light that doesn't mean Saban's you know Saban's not as accomplished in the NFL as uh, Sean Payton, right? And who's also a great coach. But I just view the, the the dominant greatness in the same light. I might view Saban in the same light as a guy, you know, you win uh, like eight straight section championships in high school football. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean like those. So, uh, I don't I don't want to over categorize. I did by the way, speaking of coaches, hear this great story uh, this morning when Troy Aikman was at Oklahoma because I never really quite knew the story why did Troy Aikman go to UCLA Barry Switzer Troy apparently didn't hold it against Barry when he took over the Cowboys that Barry had uh, forced Troy to transfer when he took over at Oklahoma like uh, Rogers and Mike McCarthy Switzer comes in decides to run the wishbone so Troy's got to go so Switzer calls UCLA uh, and tells that Tom Donahue is the coach at UCLA and just is like hey Tom I got a quarterback for you and Tom's like well, if Barry recommends a player, i take him. And so Troy Aikman became a UCLA Bruin. Like Why'd he force him to transfer? Barry was switching to the wishbone offense. Troy didn't have a play. Oh, he needed a guy, he needed a guy to run. He'd be like, Barry, maybe just run the offense you got with Troy for another year or two and then switch to the wishbone? How about that story? It's pretty nuts, but it
1: sounds weird because we saying the wishbone feels like it's from, you know, the 1700s. Not really that crazy back in '88, right?
0: '89, '90. Yeah, Terry Donahue. Sorry, not Tom Donahue. Anyway, opposite of the portal. Uh, e. Riva six. Who wins the Pac-12 North, Pac-12 South, and Pac-12 Championship? Love the show. North Oregon, my pick. South, I'm going uh, Utah or ASU, I think. And uh, it's tough. I mean. Everyone's got a question. Oregon, we don't know their quarterback. Utah's got a new quarterback. ASU uh didn't look great last year, but they barely played. SC. I mean, we'll see. Very talented. They be, well, guy, they better win some. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Or, Oregon's people got, are on edge there a little I, bit. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> they got good players. But didn't or- but Oregon's quarterback played last year, right? He played a couple of games. Anthony Brown, he's a transfer from uh Boston College. But, um, you know, I mean, he's not like a highly recruited guy, but he's a veteran. They got a couple highly recruited guys maybe not quite ready to play. But Utah's got a bunch of dudes back, really good lines. Charlie Brewer transferred in, the quarterback from Baylor. Remember him? I don't think they're going to win it, but I,
1: I think last year was so weird for him. I bet Cal is going to be pretty solid. They might not win this. North, but I could see them knocking off someone because they're going to be well coached. Year. They're going yeah. and they're going to play well on defense.
0: Uh, and last up, John, which schedule? This is from Brendan Kim, a uh, We get last. We got a full name on the internet. Always respect it. Brandon says, which schedule would you rather have? The Cowboys, who play the two best teams in the league, and the rest are pretty mediocre, or the Niners, who play the six worst teams, but they also play more playoff teams. I know the division plays a huge role, but if you could choose. Which would you pick? Take a look at the uh, schedule real quick here.
1: Yeah, I mean, part of it is you get the Eagles, the Giants, and Washington, right? So your division stinks. I think you'd always, if you told me at the beginning of the season, six of your the games are going to be teams that are going to draft in the top ten of the NFL draft, I would take that because if I'm good, I should split with good teams, right? So, if I can go five and one, my other what eleven games, if I can win, go six and five, I'm at a you know eleven wins, yeah right uh, so
0: Dallas What's he saying like they play the chiefs and they play and they play Tampa week one, they play uh at New England, not the chiefs they don't play the chiefs, so maybe New England, oh, they do play the chiefs, I'm sorry, they do play the chiefs, um. And they play at New England, which I would not, which I don't love. My first inclination was I'd rather be in the Cowboys division just based on division. I would take the Cowboys schedule every year just because, guess what? You, all you got to do is win your division. It doesn't matter if you win your division with eight games. You win your division, you go to the playoffs. I think you'd sign up for the teams the Niners play, though. The Lions, the Bengals, the Jags, the Falcons. Yeah. I mean, they get the Panthers, the Giants, the, the Broncos. Texans, I think. Uh, Obviously, I'd rather play WFT. the Texans the they, Broncos. They play the Cardinals. I they play the Eagles. Yeah, I don't know that their schedule they play the Saints, did I say that? They play the Raiders. Minnesota. I don't know if their schedule's that easy. The char, at the Chargers. I don't love that. That's a sweet week two game, though. Cowboys at Chargers. That is sweet. I think is that Sunday night? No, nah, it's on CBS. Damn it. Something tells me Sunday night uh week two will be good. If we can go back and uh NFL national schedule. If I remember correctly, I think it's like Giants Eagles or Giants Redskins football team. Yeah, I guess you do have to sneak the Giants in there early, don't you? Uh, someone D
1: what is it? Uh, someone D. Ravens.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty easy one. Monday night I mean, is NBC's Lions like, Packers, a- a- though.
1: NBC's like, we'll take
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> that that week too, John. You got, uh, I mean, we'll have Patriots at Jets. I mean, all of a sudden, interesting, Zach Wilson. You got Niners at Eagles. So week two, Rams at Colts, Raiders good at game. Steelers, Bengals good game. at Bears, good game. Texan, uh, uh, Texans at Browns. Huh? Um, you sold Bengals at Bears pretty good right there. Bangles yeah. Bengals at Bears. You know, well, I mean, Joe Burrow, <laughs> Justin Fields, come on. But the headline games... Titans at Seahawks, Cowboys at Chargers, Chiefs at Ravens, Rams at Colts. That's pretty good. I'm in. Is Antonio, is Antonio Brown on the Steelers still? The Raiders going to uh, go there? No,
1: he he finally, I saw he signed like two days ago. He's like, I'm back! It's like, Jesus.
0: <laughs> they were in a rush to get you signed, buddy. <laughs> he was just weighing his options. Yeah. Uh, all right, so there's our mailbag for the week. Get your mailbag questions in for next week. That was a podcast slash your mailbag. And, uh, yeah, share it with your friends. Tell your friends, tell your friends, tell your friends. And we appreciate that. Anything else before we uh, all head off for Memorial Day weekend? We'll actually Yeah, happy
1: Memorial Day. Happy, you know, just it, it, smile this weekend. We just need more peace and love in this world. We're going to have a Memorial
0: Day stream Monday morning. We'll be doing the podcast Monday morning. So we'll see what Maybe happens. So we'll fi- we'll, we'll find see who's out. here Maybe for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hopefully you. <laughs> all right. Thanks for hanging everybody. See you. Have a great weekend. Later. Mother's Day is almost here.